Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Be a Hall of Famer because if he's not a Hall of Famer, what the hell's the point? 82% of Super Bowl championship quarterbacks either have gone into the Hall of Fame or will go into the Hall of Fame. There are some anomalies. Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson, guys like that. Jim Punkett twice went to a Super Bowl did not make the Hall of Fame, will not make the Hall of Fame. Those are the outliers. The vast majority, Hall of Famers, Super Bowl champions. If you're going to be a quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts and you're going to win a Super Bowl, you need to... There's good news in this, that if you win a Super Bowl, it's likely you're going to become a Hall of Famer. So going to a Super Bowl is part of the process, part of the credentialing for a Hall of Famer. So, hopefully Anthony Richardson winds up being one of those guys. Does he? Does the past foretell a future where that's what he becomes? We'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about IU. They got a game tomorrow, noon, Fox Sports 1 against Penn State, and they got to win that game. Just got done with the two big brains with Dan Dockich, where we spent the entire hour or, or the lion's share of the hour talking about the Hoosiers and talking about the basketball acumen that we see from time to time from different players. And we're going to talk about that a little bit here in terms of Anthony Leal, because something that he did against Iowa was huge in lifting Indiana to a place where they could win that game by the six points they won it by. Wasn't the three-point shooting, wasn't hitting the two foul shots down the stretch, wasn't the rebounding down the stretch, although the rebounding is kind of part and parcel what I want to talk about where it concerns Anthony Leal. We are going to talk about Chris Collins, who was fined $5,000, kind of for conduct detrimental, right? He violated the sportsmanship clause that the Big Ten has in place for its players, coaches, everyone. He gets nicked for five grand because of his behavior following the loss. There's nothing, nothing like a coach losing his mind to entertain us. I don't know why people fine coaches for that. They, they should reward, reward coaches because it's the one time that coaches do stuff that's worth watching. That's the key. I mean, it, it's fun when Chris Collins loses his mind or Fury's friend McCaffrey loses his mind, when Gene Cady used to lose his mind, when Bob Knight lost his mind. It was fun. And there's nothing wrong with fun. Get over yourselves. Stop finding people for being fun to watch. Uh, the Big Ten and SEC have formed uh, an advisory group. While I typically loathe advisory groups, it's just an excuse for guys to travel to a city, have a bunch of cocktails, sit around, kind of stroke each other about how smart they are 
and uh, look, aren't we, aren't we brilliant? What problem can we put our big brains toward solving next? That's what advisory groups are. But this one's kind of interesting because it, it, it forms an alliance, a shared idea space between the SEC and the Big Ten. As the Pac-12 is about to die, the ACC is withering, and the Big 12 is kind of hanging on by a thread, although they're losing Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC next year. Talk about that a little bit. Pacers host the King, uh, Sacramento Kings tonight, 7.30 at Cambridge Fieldhouse. Uh, you got uh, Domas Sabonis versus Tyrese Halliburton. I don't know whether Tyrese is going to play in the back end of back-to-backs. We'll see tonight. He's got to get to that 65-game threshold or goodbye $53 million. Yikes. And he is the last guy who would load manage in the NBA. He's not wired like that, and he's going to get dinged by a rule that was put into place to try to curtail it. Ironic, sure. Ironic in the way that Atlantis Morissette thinks things are ironic. Uh, Butler at Creighton tonight, 9 o'clock, Fox Sports 1. This is a huge game. Big resume game for Butler. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Groundhog Day. It's Friday, February 2nd, 2024. We're brought to you by the great people at my bookie. Wow, my bookie. You want to know what? You go to my bookie and say, I want to get into this sports wagering thing. I got some ideas about how we can make some money in sports and wagering. And my name isn't Isaiah Rogers Sr. So let's go. You know what? Use promo code Kent. You can get up to a $1,000 cash deposit bonus. How about that? Kent, as your promo code when you go to my bookie, the link, all that stuff is going to be in this show description and in the comments as soon as we finish here. All right. Hit the subscriber button. Subscribe. The thumbs up. That means you like the video. It's a nice thing to do when you're on YouTube, watching anybody's video. Mine, anyone's. Rick Beato, me, we're the only two people on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up. You want to make a donation? Make a donation. It's a nice thing to do, I suppose. And, and you put a comment in there, a question, and we'll answer it. All right, let's talk about Anthony Richardson. Um, the Colts are craving what's going to happen in the NFL over the next nine days. They want a piece of that. They want to get back to the Super Bowl for the first time in, what's it been? It's been 14 years since they've been to a Super Bowl. It's been a while. What did the Colts have? Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The last time they went to a Super Bowl that's different from what they've got right now. Hall of Famers. Is there anybody on the Colts right now that you look at and you say, Hall of Famer? I don't think so. DeForest Buckner? I don't think so. Anybody else on the defense? I don't think so. Offensively? Maybe Quentin Nelson, but guards don't go to the, the, the Hall of Fame very often. What you need is Anthony Richardson to go to the Hall of Fame because Hall of Fame quarterbacks win Super Bowls or... Is it that Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks go to the Hall of Fame? Edward Johnson says, great job, Kent. Let's hope Ballard doesn't trade back. I got a pretty strong feeling he's going to do exactly that because there are multiple gaping holes in this defense. Not only don't the Colts have Hall of Famers on the defensive side of the ball, they don't have competent football players in many spots on the defense, primarily in the secondary. Juju Brents has got to find a way to stay healthy. Other than that, what you got back there? If Julian Blackman doesn't re-sign with the Colts and can't stay healthy, he's had a tough time staying healthy so far, I think he's a really good box safety. I think he's good. He's not Hall of Fame good, but he's good. Nick Cross doesn't seem to know what he's doing yet. Jalen Jones, I'm not in love with. Seventh round pick. You know what? Maybe he can elevate. Maybe he can become to the Colts cornerbacks what Zaire Franklin has become to Colts linebackers out of the seventh round. That could happen. Grover Stewart, not a Hall of Famer. Ekebom, Pei, Odangbo, not Hall of Famers. So you don't have Hall of Famers on the defensive side. and the offensive side, Jonathan Taylor's really got to kind of ramp it up to build that sort of resume from the running back position. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., you're going to have to re-sign. Plus, he's going to have to reel off seven or eight more 100-catch seasons in a row to be able to uh, have a resume that kind of rises to the level. of that. Look at Reggie Wayne. Maybe he goes to the Hall of Fame this time around. Maybe Mike Chappell's going to be able to campaign for him and get him in. We're going to find out. But uh, And that comes this week. But you know what? Other than that, you need Anthony Richardson because what the Colts really had in 06, or in 06 and 09, seasons where they went to the Super Bowl, they had Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, first ballot, lock, Hall of Famer. They had Robert Mathis, they had Dwight Freeney. In that first Super Bowl, they had Marvin Harrison, currently a Hall of Famer. They had Hall of really good players, too. In the first one, they had Tarek Glenn, Gary Brackett in both. Super Bowl teams. Antoine Bethay in the second Super Bowl team. I don't think he had a spot in the first. I don't think. Maybe he did. Richardson has got to be your Hall of Fame quarterback. If you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback, he's going to lift. Like Manning did with Wayne. Like Manning did with Harrison. Like Manning did with Dwight Clark. That second, the second Super Bowl team, Dwight Clark played at a Hall of Fame level. For the one season in his life, but that was that season. 
Those are the guys you need, and you need a quarterback to lift them up, and that has got to be Anthony Richardson. Otherwise, you restart, and you flush your fourth overall pick from the 2023 draft and, and move forward again, kind of like what the Bears do on the regular. Justin Fields, the 11th overall pick, might be getting ready to start anew with uh, Caleb Williams being the first overall pick, and Justin Fields will get shelved, traded. Trubisky was the second overall pick. They traded up from three to two to get Trubisky. What a Bears thing to do. Bears keep making the mistakes. They're on the little hamster wheel that the Colts want no part of. They really need Anthony Richardson to become a great player. Not a good player, a great player. Good doesn't get it done. Look, in the AFC, where would you slot? Where are you going to slot Anthony Richardson after this coming season? If Anthony Richardson plays out of his mind better than you've ever thought he could play, even if you're a proponent, if you were somebody who said, man, with the fourth overall pick, we got to draft Anthony Richardson, the third best quarterback in the draft, because he's got the stuff that physically is he's generational. All right. Uh, among these people, where do you rank him? Mahomes. He's behind Mahomes. He's behind Josh Allen, behind Lamar Jackson. Certainly. If he plays out of his mind, he's going to be behind those three guys. Then you've got Joe Burrow. If healthy, Joe Burrow, pretty damn good quarterback. How about Deshaun Watson with the Browns, right? How about C.J. Stroud with the Texans? How about Trevor Lawrence with the Jaguars? How about Justin Herbert? How about Aaron Rodgers, who I guess kind of projects toward being healthy for 2024? How about Tua? How about Russell Wilson? If Richardson plays out, that's 11 guys. Where could Richardson, at his very best this coming year, stack up against those guys? Seventh, eighth, ninth? You're not going to get to the Super Bowl with that. You have to build this cat into an absolute monster. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to be able to deliver the ball on time and on target. He has got to be uh, less self-immersed in running the football. He has to eschew those opportunities to run the football and put his body in harm's way because the most important ability is availability. I think I made up that saying. Yeah, it's a very good saying. Julie's cooking, so uh, you're going to hear her periodically in the background. She's wearing her khaki britches. Isn't that something? That's, uh, those are your khaki cooking britches. Your uh, cookies. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Indiana University. They got a game tomorrow at noon that they've got to win. And, and what we talked about, Dan and I, as we were kind of chopping it up about the Iowa game on Tuesday night, is what Anthony Leal did in breaking that 1-2-2 press. And that was he instinctively, or he was taught this, Dan suspects, at Bloomington South High School, he flashed to the middle. What Indiana was doing, they had two guys on the sidelines and they kind of lobbed it back and forth until one guy got an opening and could push it across the timeline. Then they picked it up, got trapped, and turned it over. It seemed like that was what Indiana was trying to do. That's how they wanted to function offensively the number of times that they did it. But what Leal did was from the weak wing, 
he would flash to the middle, the ball goes to Leal, and he turns, throws it to the, and all of a sudden, you got some transition buckets that are happening, and I can't figure out why the Indiana coaching staff either doesn't teach that, doesn't know that, can't get players other than Leal to understand it. It's, it, it's elementary basketball. It's basketball 101. One, two, two, flash middle. It's that easy. Two guys on the outside, that's cool. But pop it into the middle from the side as you bring it across. What are you doing? I, I don't understand. Penn State can't shoot. They're ranked 305th shooting threes. Indiana ranked in the top 200, just inside the top 200, but this is one of those few games where you would expect Indiana to outshoot an opponent. They got to get this win. Malik Renew, what do we know? Nothing. Xavier Johnson, he's got the elbow. Is he going to be back? Is Renew going to be back? Indiana never tells you anything about injuries. What are you going to do? That's the way it is. Uh, we can complain about it all we like, but does that do us any good? No. It doesn't. Either they're going to play or they're not going to play. I hope if they don't play, you go where in the middle and uh, small around the exterior. You got Cups, cool with that, Leal, Galloway, and then uh, McKenzie Ambaco. Dan, I I'm not sure. If Dan was a coach at Indiana, I'm not sure that he and Galloway wouldn't go into a room all by themselves and, and one guy would walk out of the room. That might happen. Dan has such respect for Galloway's game, but such disdain for his potential, the potential of his game, but such disdain for his reality that, you know, push is going to come to shove. Were that ever to be the case, and it's not. So, uh, Chris Collins, five, five, five grand. This is the cause that he violated, and this is kind of, this is, a, it's verbatim, but uh, I, I've edited some of the nonsense out. Civility toward all. This is what the, the sportsmanship policy calls for. Civility toward all with respect, particularly toward opponents and officials. You got me. Where, where do you see that? I, I don't, you don't see it very often, and I don't need to see it. I want... Guys to stare at each other. I want coaches to loathe one another. I want coaches to yell at officials. Doesn't bother me in the least. I find it entertaining. Now, it's stupid and it's self-indulgent, but it's entertaining. And sometimes in the middle of a game, you need something to re-engage your willingness to sit and watch. I also want to make this clear. Dan and I talked about this, and, and he pointed out that I, maybe I crap on Robbie Hummel as an analyst too often. I really liked Robbie Hummel as an analyst. I watched him play youth basketball back to when he was in the fourth grade. I, I, I've watched him forever and ever. Watched my son generally get the better of him in, in games. Always. There was one game that the Valpo Venom Vipers in Fort Wayne, I think there were sixth graders, Valpo beat Ryan's team, the Indy Wolves, by about 6,000. Like, it, it was the one game I remember where the Wolves just kind of got drilled. I, it was like 80 to 47. That was the one game. But whether it was Valpo playing against HSC at the 10-star camp, whether it was uh, Cathedral playing against Valparaiso in the Hall of Fame Classic, 
whatever, whether it was the state AAU championship when uh, the Spies Central Stars played against, what were they? Oh, SYF, right? The Nike, school, Nike team that Hummel was on with a bunch of other guys, Scott Martin and uh, Etwan Moore and uh, Antoine Boyd, on and on. Won that game too. So what are you going to do? I like Robbie Hummel. I like him as an analyst. That's the point. I, I kind of off-ramped bragging about my son and his teams and their success that they achieved at the expense of Robbie Hummel, but I, I don't feel bad for that. Uh, Butler tonight, 9 o'clock, Fox Sports 1. It's a big resume game. If Thad Mata and the Butler Bulldogs want to be taken seriously as NCAA participants by the selection committee, you got to win this game on the road against number 13 Creighton. Tomorrow, by the way, and, and Pacers-Kings, I think we talked about that a little bit. Indiana State takes on Drake at Terre Haute. And I'm thinking, I haven't sprung this on Julie yet. I, I don't go to Terre Haute much, but I would go to that game. I would go to Terre Haute to watch Indiana State, the Sycamores, take on Drake because Indiana State is incredibly fun to watch. The thing that will keep us from doing that is that this game's on ESPN2. So if it's on TV, why am I going to drag my ass all the way out to Terre Haute and pop for scalp tickets because I believe that this is a sellout? What are you going to do? Such are the arguments I have within my own head. What are you cooking? Food. Food? Yeah. Well, that's not specific. <laughs> I would assume it's food. What is it? Carnitas beef. You know, Carnitas beef, that was my nickname when I was in high school. Carnitas beef. Yeah. Hello, I am Carnitas beef. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. I'm looking forward to the Carnitas beef. Oh, and the lovely uh, Stella listening live, which is wonderful. And uh, so good for Stella. <laughs> Have a great weekend. The weather's supposed to be beautiful. Open up the back the backyard, fill up a cooler, put the TV out in the backyard, and watch you some Indiana State tomorrow night.